Can it really be the case that the Obama administration wants to intentionally hurt people in this government shutdown and use government workers to do that? Let's ask Jonathan V. Last with uh, the Weekly Standard, who has a, uh, a brand new editorial coming out, The Park Police, in the upcoming edition of the Weekly Standard. Jonathan, so glad to have you on board. Michael, good to be back with you. So you've been watching what's going on at the, with the Park Police, and you see a trend that's different from government behavior in shutdowns in the past. Well, not just different from government behavior. I mean, different from, like, normal behavior, right? <laughs> so, so the National Park Police are essentially, like, you know, America's mall cops, right? They're, they're out there. They, you know, they're quasi-law enforcement. They're quasi-do-gooders. They're, but they're civil servants. They're like, you know, post office letter carriers. And now they're like, you know, the shock troops for the Democratic National Committee. And it's, it's utterly insane. They're out carrying out, you know, a partisan agenda put forth by Barack Obama in a way that is just shameful. I mean, you, you, they're going out of their way, expending fundage, uh, funds to shut down things which aren't open in any sense. Things just, just are. Uh, and, you know, all, all in the mission of uh, harming the citizenry that they're, supposed to, that they're supposed to be serving. Well, Jonathan, I actually got a chance to talk to a woman, Pat Villancourt, from Massachusetts, who was part of a senior's trip through uh, 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 Yosemite and you know, that area when the shutdown occurred. Listen to a little bit of her telling what happened. This is her personal experience as a 60-plus-year-old citizen at a U- U.S. park. I was able to get out and do a two-hour hike around the geyser. When I came back down, then there were saw horses across the geyser, the basin walk, and we, then there were signs posted. And it said that all tourists must stay within the inn. Stay directly inside Old Faithful. You cannot come out to take a picture. You take the pictures from the second floor of the uh, Old Faithful Inn. Now, now, be clear on this for people who don't know. You mean the Old Faithful Inn, the actual building, they were Correct. keeping you away? You could not go out to the geyser. To the geyser. The geyser was less than 90 yards. They would not let you go near the geyser to take pictures. And uh, Jonathan, she went on to recount that they knew inside the inn where they were locked with armed guards patrolling outside at a national park. They knew when the geyser was about to blow because they would send out the four by four trucks to circle the geyser and block it to make sure that none of you citizens came out for an unauthorized glance. It's unbelievable, isn't it? I mean, I look. I mean, I'm a crazy person and everything, but this strikes me as being the the single most abhorrent thing that the Obama administration has done in five years. Uh, and, I, and I certainly hope the most important thing they will have done by the time their eight years are finished. If you think about Lois Lerner, you think about like the IRS scandal where they were going after you know, right-leaning Republican Tea Party-type outfits. At least that makes some political sense, right? Because the, the, you know, Lois Lerner was using the IRS to target what she took to be political enemies of the President of the United States. Right. Okay, well, that's fine. Well, the Park Service is targeting every man, woman, child in America, and they're saying that the citizenry themselves are, you know, enemies of the state. It's, it's, it's just astonishing. But uh, you, you mentioned the IRS thing and, and how you can see it. I have to say that I, I think that Americans have had, and maybe it's been naive, kind of the sense that when you get to the bureaucratic level, that politics just fades and is replaced, quite frankly, by usually by incompetence. But that is that we all get the same incompetent treatment from the IRS. We all get the same incompetent treatment by the EPA. You know, that that's kind of what, you know, the OSHA people, that's what they do. This is the first time I can recall, maybe I'm missing something, Jonathan, where average people are now wondering, am I going to get treated differently by my government 
if they know that I support or oppose President Obama. Yeah, it's and it's really horrible. And what it, what it shows is, I think, I mean, look, you can get carried away. I, frankly, you know, I am not myself a Rand Paul guy. <laughs> but this strikes me as the kind of thing which can turn all of America into Rand Paul, like right. crazy libertarian supporters. Uh, because what this is suggesting is it is a view of the relationship between the state and the people, which suggests that the state currently believes that the people have nothing of themselves, nothing by themselves, unless the state permits it of them. Mm-hmm. So you, you can't look at Old Faithful unless the state permits you to look at Old Faithful, because Old Faithful doesn't belong to you, it belongs to the government. Uh, and this is, you know, I, I, yeah, you could get like millenarian and apocalyptic about this, uh, but it strikes me as being really, really unhinged uh, and shameful. And it's shameful that within the National Park Service that there were people you know, these are these are civil servants. This right. is like this is like the post office being used against the American public. Uh, that there are people who are just blithely and eagerly carrying out these directives uh, put out. You know, so Jonathan Jarvis, who's the director of the Park Service, is a political appointee. Before he was appointed by Obama, you know, he spent thirty years just you know working as a civil servant in the sure. bureaucracy, and now he's you know it's like he's running around as Rahm Emanuel now. He's so <laughs> eager to carry out you know basically political warfare. Sure. Uh, and it's just horrifying. Okay, so um, uh, you mentioned that that incident. There's also the incidents at the World War II memorial, and that that many people now know about. And what amazes me, Jonathan, is that after that story broke, and after normal people started to find out about it, I assumed that the Obama administration would just relent. They didn't. They sent more armed park police back. They doubled down on trying to close that open space. They wired the barricades together. And my favorite moment was when they sent out the park spokesperson to say, the monument is legally closed. And, of course, she had to say it was legally closed, Jonathan, because it couldn't be physically or actually closed. Yeah, and this is, again, but um, we shouldn't be totally surprised. This is what Obama always does. He always doubles down on mistakes. And you can see this going back to, uh, going back to the primary debates, uh, where he sort of you know freelanced and talked about how he would negotiate with uh, Ahmadinejad, member, and right after in the spin room in the debate in 2008, uh, all of his aides said, "No, no, that was a mistake. It was a gaff. He didn't really <laughs> right. mean it." Uh, and Obama the next day says, "No, it's not a gaff. I'll do it. I'll do it. Absolutely. Why uh, not? I said well, it. I'll does. do it. He does it with Obamacare. You know, he, he did it with his Syria red line stuff." Uh, you know, we always get the worst of all worlds from this president. But it's interesting. You mentioned the post office earlier, and you can't imagine. You know, and what about the post office being used against people? I actually know a place where everything we're seeing, where private property in New Hampshire, people are being thrown out of their homes and businesses because that private property is part of a larger federal, you know, piece of land, or they have a lease on that land. Out in uh, a loss in Nevada, where uh, excuse me, uh, Arizona, where the Grand Canyon. People are trapped in the Grand Canyon. They're not being allowed to leave. I know a place where all this makes sense. It's Chicago. I ran a campaign for a Republican in Chicago, the guy who beat Dan Rostenkowski back in the 90s. I, I worked on, that ca- on the, his, the guy's campaign. And we had to double-check that our mail was going out because the whole bags of our political mail would just be thrown under a stairwell. I talked to people who said, I can't tell them I'm, I'm a Republican because I have to have a roll cart for the city to pick up my trash. And I, if someone steals my roll cart, if it just destroyed, whatever, you know, missing, whatever, I can't get a new one. If they find I'm a Republican, they just won't give me one. And that's the mentality in Chicago politics, Jonathan, and people there, they don't like it, but they're completely acclimated to it. And that feels like what we're entering here. 
Yeah, it's the Chicago way, right? I mean, this is when, when Dinesh D'Souza wrote his, his book saying that, you know, to really understand Obama, you had to view him through sort of post-colonialism lens. Uh, I think one of the one of the funny reports was, no, no, you just have to view him through the lens of Chicago politics. And, uh, and I think that's probably about apt. Uh, it's uh, One last question for you. Of all the, you know, we, we've had here in Massachusetts where I am, the uh, Minuteman National Park, they close the parking lot. People just show up anyway and walk on the bridge and look at the monument. And then they get tickets for being parked illegally because the parking lot's the only part they can close. Um, but but that's, you know, that, that involves American history and honoring America's warriors in the past. We have the World War II thing. We have the, the benefits for the families of people who've been killed. There does seem to be an unusual focus on intersections of America and its veterans and military in this government shutdown theater. Do you have any thoughts as to why that might be? Well, I mean, you know, Obama has never seemed particularly comfortable with military culture. I mean, it is a little weird. We are we are moving in this country into a, a universe in which there's a real disconnect between elites and military culture, right. where it is not common for the people who go to Harvard and Yale to wind up and engage in the military. And that's, I think, probably all part of it. Yeah, and it's really, you know, I mean, I really would urge people to actually sort of practice civil disobedience on this stuff. You know, you want to go see a monument, you go see the monument. And, uh, you know, the Park Service wants to write you a ticket, you let them write you a ticket. And, you know, go to the media with this stuff. And you know, I, I really think this is not going away, uh, that this fight actually will become a, a real thing. And eventually the government's going to have to relent. Uh, as people often know with me, Jonathan, whenever I say there's a last question, there's always another last question. I have many, many last questions, but I do have one more. One more, one last question. The president uh, chose uh, today to negotiate. After saying, I will not negotiate, will not negotiate, he's called the rep- you know, the representatives of the various conferences to that uh, White House. He's asking Democrats to meet with Republicans on their own. He's now suddenly decided to negotiate. His poll rating is down to 37%, a low, you know, his lowest ever. Do you think that the that this is part of the backlash to the government theater, that his strategy has essentially blown up in his face? I really do, actually. I mean, when I was watching this a couple weeks before the before the shutdown hit, I was really struck by how unanimous the people on the left and the Democrats were about how terrible this was going to be for Republicans. And if Republicans didn't cave on the CR, uh, then, you know, there was going to be doom and calumny and there'd be no Republican Party. It was, I mean, it was the same stuff we heard about the sequester, the same stuff we heard about immigration reform. Uh, but I thought to myself, well, Geez, I don't know. I mean, when you when you shut down a government, that's a really big thing which causes systemic instability, and you have really have no idea how it's going to break. It turns out that because of you know the Republicans have played their hand reasonably smartly, they've passed all these mini resolutions. They've looked like they wanted to negotiate. Uh, they've been able to keep the focus when it is sort of substantive on Obamacare. Uh, and Obama has shown no political leadership in the way that he never has. I think we probably shouldn't be surprised by that. I mean, the guys. You know, he almost had his, you know, his TARP stuff fail, uh, or, you know, his, uh, his big stimulus package fail. He's, he almost had Obamacare fail. He really, unless he has the votes, you know, for party line stuff, he has shown almost no ability throughout his presidency to politic effectively. Uh, and so it's a, because of his incompetence, Republicans are coming through this okay. And when you look at those numbers, you look at his spread in Gallup, he is now at the, the biggest spread of approved, disapproved of his entire presidency, you know, as bad as it was in September of 2011. Uh, and it, it could well be that it's going to get worse. The real thing for Republicans to be careful of is getting into the death ceiling trap here. And uh, I think they realize that they're going to be shrewd enough to take that off the table and force Obama to keep fighting on the ground he's on. Jonathan Last with the Weekly Standard, thanks so much for joining us. We really appreciate your time. You got it, Michael.